Hey, Hilla. Hi. It's so Hello. nice to have you on our podcast. I'm so excited. So excited. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. Great. <laughs> I like the little cactus cacti behind oh, you. Oh, yeah. The solaros. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They're so good. There was a class here that went to the Southwest and they took cigarro selfies. And- yes. <laughs> It was fine. It was literally this. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, this is recovered uh, from the House of Yes trash. So. Oh, nice. That was That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to ask you the question we ask everybody. Mm-hmm. What do you do if someone comes up to you at a party and everyone only asks about jobs because that's, <laughs> that's the only thing people talk about? What, what do you do? What, what would you say? Do you have a LinkedIn? <laughs> I do. Do you have a LinkedIn? Uh, do you have a LinkedIn? I do. Ooh, what does it say? It says that I'm an eco-rapper. And an uh, um, an educate an earth science educator entertainer. <laughs> Love it! Oh, amazing title. I, yeah. It's yeah. You should be proud of that. Climate change activist, clown, <laughs> clown, <laughs> climate clown, climate clown. I love it. I love it. So okay, what do you actually actually do on a day to day basis? What can we find you doing besides uh, recording a podcast with us? <laughs> Um, I'll be writing songs, I'll be researching, um, uh, editing video, kind of, well, you know, that's kind of the work part, but otherwise I'm like outside um, on the monkey bars or <laughs> on a run or in the sprinklers or tending my little rooftop garden and just kind of enjoying the outdoors as much as I can, getting involved with the little bit of nature that I have here in New York City <laughs> And uh, yeah, just try to fill my life with as much activity and um, inspiration as possible. So we out here. Uh, <laughs> we talked about you being outside on the monkey bars, mm-hmm. potentially. So you have many a viral TikTok video, mm-hmm. many a viral song about things like composting, which is my favorite. Yes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my students sent me Wet Ass Planet, which we will link to. Um, Oh, the honeybee sex one, also great. Oh, yes. They're all <laughs> very good. The, I cannot overemphasize <laughs> the amazing production quality yeah. of these videos yeah. and this music. But you also, when you are outside sometimes, you wear a giant globe. Yes. Oh, Could yes. you talk about that a little you bit? You can find me as the globe. <laughs> <laughs> Planet Earth, Mother Earth, as everybody. Um, you know, father, earth daddy, <laughs> inclusive, you know, for yeah, all genders, because yeah, that's yeah. the earth has all genders. Um, it's, it's still, pri- it's still pride month. So, yeah, yeah. It's um, so true. But yeah, the earth globe costume was kind of conceived for a show that Nate and I, um, so Nate is one of the, my collaborators in music and videos. And so we did the compo song with the honeybee song together. Yeah. And for a while we had this show called eco Trippin at Caveat, which is a oh. cool science uh, entertainment venue. Yeah. Um, so we really fit right in there. And awesome. we, were, we were producing a show and we thought, oh, it'd be cool if we could like have the earth wrapping. And Eco <laughs> so, rapper. Yeah. yeah. So we were like, um, who should be the earth? <laughs> You're like, you were like no I sense. got this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, I don't think me as a white man should be the earth. I was like, ooh, good call, good, good call. call like the, yeah. <laughs> so I'm the Can earth. I, <laughs> when, okay, I have questions in the construction of said earth. Mm-hmm. Did you just go on like the internet and say giant earth suit or was there construction, was construction. involved? Yeah, we had to make it. So <laughs> I actually, um, the, the thing that, the foundation of the earth globe is actually like this sumo wrestling game. That's uh, you, you can oh. buy these like inflatable, the balls that you see at like triple a baseball games with little kids running into each oh. other. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense as to your lack of mobility in that. Yeah. I can't, Although, I can't touch my also hands. Your, <laughs> yeah. Your lack of mobility and impressive amount of mobility. I want to, yes, I want to emphasize both. Yeah. No, I've, <laughs> I've learned to maneuver, but it is still very hard and, I don't think people understand how much I can't see my feet. So <laughs> climbing downstairs, or like jarring, yeah. I can't yes. touch my hands. So like moving things between my hands is like really hard. But it's I still manage to like hit my sampler and like do a show. <laughs> got that. Got the button so down. DJ. Got that button for the most part. That's amazing. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so we have that part, and it has the arms yeah. and the you know. 
armholes and everything and that's inflatable and then so my friend joy actually made like she sewed together a shell basically uh to to wear wear over it with armholes um and then i cut out these continents and and glued them on so that's what you're seeing is like you know a sewn on shell of this thing and continents glued on and that's the whole that's the whole costume I mean, it is impressive to watch you move even a little bit. And I think it, to your credit, does bring attention to wherever you are that people are like, who is that? I want to know what she's doing. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, what is going on? And it is a very funny, big costume. And kids really like to like hug it. It's like very squishy and like, you know, it's like a balloon. So it's kind of, uh, it's warm. It's welcoming (laughs) and cute. You're like the most important character in like Disney character without being affiliated with yes, <laughs> yeah I'm the, I'm the most important character I'm the main character yeah, you are, of everything <laughs> of everything uh before we ask you about what got you interested in this work can you talk a little bit you have a new show coming out that you're producing right right so, so the, the earth okay. show is something that I'm yeah. working on it's kind of like Bill Nye SNL mm. late night but the earth it's the earth oh. host and it's supposed to really be for all ages. So it's kind of like yeah. exciting and like colorful and like high paced enough and musical so that like kids can watch it, even if they don't understand everything. And then yeah. also like sciencey and like educational and so that adults and like young adults can really learn from it as well, whatever. And then I also would really love for it to be a live show because I think that um, you know, people watch things on TikTok and Instagram and stuff, yeah. and creating like a 30 minute show show is like yeah. cool and people do watch those things but I think I'm really more inspired to get people outside and I would love to take the earth on tour <gasps> like earth on tour all over the earth <laughs> world tour of the world wait <laughs> yeah and like you know perform at like permaculture farms and yeah you know things like that or like or places where you know from I would deserts be a yeah, I, I would follow that show. Oh you have God. to come up with like a with a term for your groupies, like oh, yeah. Taylor Swift has Swifties. Yeah, I am not wordplay clever enough. Rachel sometimes is. Well, I think I think it's just Earthlings. Oh, oh yeah, Hanover. <laughs> I was thinking Globos, but uh... Globos. <laughs> okay, I think there could be there, there should be different sectors. Everybody should. Yeah, they should, all like, have a different villages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. Do you identify with well, being that... an earthling or a globo or like, I don't know what else, like a droplet or Aww. like <laughs> the, the little, little kids are droplets. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll brainstorm with you yeah. anytime. anytime. <laughs> uh, we'll link to all your things, obviously, on our page. Can But what actually got you interested in this work? Have, like from a young age, were you like climate change? Were you dressing up as a little earth Aww. for Halloween? Uh-huh. <laughs> A little globe, a little droplet. A little droplet. Um, Absolutely not, actually. (laughs) I was very not aware of nature or the planet in any way growing up. I uh, grew up in lower Manhattan, and I didn't even have, like, a single city tree on my block. You know, we we don't have a lot of trees. I mean, you know, we have a pretty awesome tree map that you can check out uh, and yeah. see where all the trees it are. It is a very cool tree map. I, love I will tree. link to that. Too. Oh, I love it's the great. tree map. Uh, but you'll see, yeah. if you go to the tree map, if you go to Mercer Street between Spring and Broom, which is where I grew up, there's not a single tree there, like not one. Wow, yeah. Um, Crazy. Very industrial area, you know, yeah. one of the first uh, very apparent instances of gentrification in the city. I grew up in the 90s, so like in the 80s, that area was like pretty abandoned and decrepit and then a lot of artists came in and started like living and squatting in these lofts that were just like these abandoned factories and yeah. um and then it got very like um bougie <laughs> basically like yeah, over yeah. time yeah, yeah. uh the artists came in and brought life to the neighborhood and then you know yeah. and then fashion was like oh that's fashionable yeah. <laughs> i want to live there and then fashion culture. took over and cult yeah fashion art culture um and then eventually the artists got kicked out uh, <laughs> and now it's what it is but the the lack of green space uh in that area specifically is is pretty uh apparent i mean you know but it, it's not just about like your proximity to nature like my fam my parents just were not like taking me out to the catskills or yeah you know we we did like have uh they're from israel so like a, 
a lot of the times I would go there and visit my other family, my extended mm-hmm. family. And so I did get like a little bit of like Israel, Mediterranean nature. Like I would, I, yeah. I was like definitely a beach kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the ocean and the beach were always like really important to me growing up, but I just didn't have a lot of access to like soil or uh, woods or trees or plants. Like we didn't even have plants in my house growing up. Yeah. Um, I like until I was an adult, like until I was in my late twenties, I never saw a tomato plant, like what it looked like, yeah. you know, I, I tomatoes yeah. at like lettuce and salad and tomatoes. And now you have a whole song about tomatoes. Yes. And I've grown are tomatoes. They, are, are they, they? vegetables? <laughs> um, I, so my thing about vegetables is that there was a really awesome viral TikTok that went around, which was like this one uh, person who was like, vegetables don't exist. And they listed <laughs> this whole reason why vegetable is a category that is just kind of like This elusive. is in your song, yeah? Yeah. Tomatoes yeah. are a berry, but they stay savory. Are they veggie or a fruit? Historical controversy. In 1893, tax laws put them on the veggie list, but we all know veggies don't exist. Or let's say veggies are... Because like everything that we call a vegetable is either a root or a leaf or a fruit or, you know, a flower. So really vegetable is kind of like an umbrella term from my perspective for vegetation that's edible. And that's, it kind of sounds like that too. It's like vegetable. So it's like vegetation that's edible could anything could be a vegetable, right? But not, not every fruit, like, so every vegetable, Every fruit is a vegetable, but not every vegetable. Not is every a fruit. vegetables are fruit. Yeah. It's squares and rectangles. Exactly. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of that's how I. It makes see a lot it. of sense. Yeah, that's kind of. We'll like, push this narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah, okay push with the that. narrative. Yeah, I'll spread like, the gospel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah because <laughs> totally. like the whole totally. it's a silly controversy. Like you know, obviously we <laughs> associate vegetables with like savory, you know, things, but yeah, right, uh, like would you put it in a salad and not call it a fruit salad? That's <laughs> right. a vegetable. There you go. There you go. I love it. Yeah, but like so many of our vegetables are really fruit. I mean, you know, cucumbers, squash, tomatoes, yeah. avocados, they're all fruit. So I took this, sorry, I like really latched onto the tomatoes and <laughs> <laughs> took us away from time, what we're to- It's a tomato podcast now. We're oh, yay, tomato. Oh, oh tomato. I love, I love tomatoes. tomatoes. <laughs> oh, they're so good right now. It's peak tomato. I love yes. tomatoes. Our farm share tomatoes are like top. I like tomatoes on grilled cheese and hamburgers. Thoughts? Mm. Yeah. yeah, support, full okay. support. Yeah, both talk, talking to in a safe space. <laughs> yeah, tomatoes go really well in sandwiches. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're just they mm-hmm. provide that like refreshness, little juice, acid, little acid. I love a good tomato. So, having never seen a tomato plant until your mid to late twenties, yeah. how did you then start? fully caring about tomato plants oh. and every other edible. Yeah. Vegetation. I mean, it was a process like basically, you know, a lot, I've been saying this to a lot of people that I went to Burning Man and when I finished, when I graduated from college, I went to NYU for film and I still did not care about the environment at that point or like I didn't have it. It was a little, I wasn't right. aware. It wasn't on your radar. Yeah, it was yeah, not yeah. on my radar. Yeah. Um, I'm just here. <laughs> and, um, you know, I went to Burning Man and I and I thought Burning Man was so cool because it felt to me like New York. Like it was like this big yeah, city. Yeah, they built a whole city. Yeah, I was like, yo, wow. this is a big ass city with all these people. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's weird and like performing <laughs> yeah. everywhere. And like, they're a little bit weirder than New York, but like not, you know, people are in New York are weird too, you know? Oh, yeah. And I just got this like New York vibe. But then there was like this amazing extra part of the culture where people were very aware of trash. And one of the principles of, Burning Man is like leave no trace. And so, and there's this concept there that gets thrown around called moop, which means matter out of place. And so whenever you see anything that's not supposed to be where it is, uh, it's called moop. And that's really referring to trash, things that fall off. Like they tell you at Burning Man, like don't wear sequin, don't wear feathers, don't Mm -hmm. wear anything. Because it's just everywhere. Don't wear anything that might come off your body because there's dust storms and we're not allowed to put anything on the playa like nothing not even your ashes from your cigarette should be littered on the playa like you need to have mm-hmm. like, an ashtray and like yeah people like really keep all of their trash on them and also um if they see anything in the environment people will up. like they'll move move and then there's like this whole you know you know move like, alert yeah move yeah. alert and then everybody's like running to get that thing 
Um, and you know, everyone brings their own cup everywhere. And yeah. I think part of the like culture is like there's no money, so there's no like selling of swag or oh, there's no capitalism. How delightful! Yeah, I mean, the capitalism occurs behind the scenes. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you have to get there involves a lot of capitalism and all of the things that you build are all yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot time. of Walmart trips or whatever. But like, yeah. at the end of the day, when you're in the environment that they've created, it's a culture of like everything's free. It's a gift economy. And so, you know, you're not handing out like plastic bottles or cups or anything like that. You're just kind of like sharing in these things that you've brought. And the bring your own cup thing was like so exciting to me because I thought it was so cool. I was like, oh, I can have this one cup and like drink out of it all day and not trash a cup. Like, you know, in New York, like the coffee cup, the disposable coffee cup is yeah. such an iconic oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, staple image of New York City. Yeah. And also just the trash. I mean, when you pick up, like, I, you pick, yeah, I do a lot of trash pickups. Bags on seats, right? I pick, I mean, if I picture New York, which I only visit friends in, I'm just like, there's trash bags on sidewalks. Oh, yeah. I mean, and other things, and other things. Yeah. But if you're like New York trash, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a very, it's, it's yeah. a lot of trash here. And a lot of it is cups. <laughs> Honestly, like, when I pick up trash, like, <laughs> I, like, I do a lot of trash cleanups and pickups. And like, yeah. I think maybe like one of the number one things that I pick up is huh. cups cups lids and straws sure. um and so when I got back from Burning Man I started becoming very waste conscious and I was like mm -hmm. this is kind of fun like I'm gonna start composting I'm yeah. gonna start bringing my own cup everywhere and it kind of became this like performance art that I was like avoiding trash and and I thought that was really cool and inspiring other people to do the same yeah and I got way, yeah. I got really into it um especially after like Trump got elected because I got so oh, yeah. I was so like shocked you know and I was like I need to do something radical so yeah. I like went like <laughs> channeling channeling frustration yeah. and yeah. yeah so I like went like I just went full zero waste and it was very difficult um, and I did sure. that for like two years and now it's like, I'm way more That's lenient. insanely impressive. It, it became my whole life. And like some of the things that yes. I'm going to be teaching about, uh, leading up now to plastic free July, like, um, I'm going to be doing a lot of content about that time in my life when I was like super hardcore zero waste, but I'm also going to be talking about how that's not really sustainable for most people and why, because like, you know, when you, when you do avoid plastic trash, a lot of the time you're avoiding a lot of convenience that comes with it um yes. and that makes yep. it so that you have to make everything yourself and you just have to have a lot of time for that so i um yep. i'm excited to kind of like talk more about that in the next month when i tell people my my journey in that way but basically that led to me growing basil outside my fire escape that led to me like caring and thinking about you know soil systems and water purification yeah. and actually trying to figure out like learn about permaculture and how to design uh landscapes so that they like are mimicking nature and working with us and you know for us but not in a destructive way like not to control nature but to really like be part of nature and so philosophically uh the you know mission to avoid trash really led me to an, a much more expansive like perspective about the earth and like where I am and how I can be a better like participant in this like thriving ecosystem we call life. Um, <laughs> so I became really into it. And then, you know, it started out me and Nate, like I was telling Nate, I was like, I just want to make songs about the earth and like, you know, so can we yeah. jump back to your first job? So yeah. because I feel like you have this awesome, you had this like revelation, but then I feel like through when you were not giving a shit about tomatoes that time you're like yeah. you like you had you were building these other skills that allow you to create this like truly engaging content in ways that i it, it's just like i don't know i teach earth science right so i teach the classes that you're like teaching yourself mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> oh cool <laughs> and like your stuff is being like shared as the educational material in my class you know what i mean yeah but you i feel like you had a different where now I'm like interested in be like, okay, how did she gain these like other cool right, skills? Right. And now you've had this like amazing combination of because it sounds like you went to NYU. Yeah, yeah I went to film. I went to film school. Yeah. Can we jump back even before yeah, that? Way back. We always, yeah, we could go all the way your, back. <laughs> what was your first job ever? Like, did you know you wanted to do? Paint us a picture very... of Little Hilla in Lower Manhattan. What was your as a drop as a, as as a, droplet. a droplet that didn't know she was a droplet? <laughs> what was what was your haircut? 
what I didn't you? have bangs, I don't think. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, well, you know, so when I was 14, I actually moved to Israel with my mom and my sister. Oh, okay. Okay. So I did middle up. I was here up until middle school, end of middle school. And then um, we kind of moved to Tel Aviv. And yeah. honestly, that was a very healthy thing for me because Tel Aviv has a lot more nature. I mean, the, there's a lot yeah. more trees in the city and it's, just a, it's a more green city than New York in a lot of ways. Although I would say, you know, now when I go visit, I'm like, oh, New York has a composting system and I don't know mm-hmm. where to compost in Tel Aviv, really. Mm-hmm. And like certain things. Yeah. But um, but when I went there, like, I guess I was more outside, like kids get to play outside more. And yeah. in the city, it's not really like that. It's harder to, you know, it's more dangerous or whatever. And there's not a lot of for kids to do here. So when I when I saw I was in high school in, in Tel Aviv and I guess my first job was probably like being a waitress or something. I did oh, yeah, I did awesome. somehow um get like a bartending job when I was seventeen. <laughs> can you this is a dumb question. Can you drink when you're eighteen? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I guess I was eighteen, but I was still in yeah, high yeah, school yeah. and uh it was my senior year. Whatever everyone's like we're going to hill's bar (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was a bartender for like a week during passover break (laughs) and then like it was obvious that i needed to stop doing that because it was like i was like way too young and it was just i had to go back to school you know it was just the wrong thing to do um bartender hours weren't compatible with uh yeah yeah like getting out at five in the morning going to school is like not gonna happen (laughs) Um, (laughs) but, um, you know, I was making movies in high school and I applied for NYU while I was in high school and I made these little films and I was just super into filmmaking and it was my dream to like make movies. So, or be in movies. Like I really wanted to like act and, and be in, in, and be in movies and make movies. So Mm -hmm. that was really my passion in in high school. And uh, I was so happy to like have been accepted to the school and back in my hometown. (laughs) So like I was going back to like the West village. I just felt like I was like, Oh cool. This is like, and, um, and, and so, yeah, so then I just went back, uh, you know, right after uh, I had to join the military. I was like kind of forced to do that. And then I did it. And so I went back to New York when I was 20 and stayed ever since. Um, Can I ask a dumb question about film school? Yeah. Do you have a major or a minor? Yeah. <laughs> or are you just like film? So I don't know. The, yeah. So there must be. So the film school, there aren't really no. There's okay, so, but there are specialties that you can end up okay. like. It's like a lot of people ended up being like camera people, right? So they would take yeah. all the camera mm-hmm. classes. Yeah. There's also yeah, like yeah. a directing track. Um, okay. That I didn't find super compelling honestly um yeah but that's what I kind of was trying to do I was like trying to direct and mm-hmm. write yeah so the writing directing track is like one thing you can also go to editing track you can go camera track so there's a lot of different uh focuses that you can do but it's not like so uh it's not official like a major you don't have to claim like claim right. it or get a certain amount of credits to complete whatever it's just right it's not like you didn't take your editing 101 whatever <laughs> no but I did I did work as a TA in the post-production department so I was like definitely helping people with their editing uh cool. issues <laughs> lots of technical problems Fun. with Avid and Final Cut Pro and oh, Premiere um, that word. so you know I'm pretty tech savvy I guess in that area and I was like that was my job. I was just at the desk and like, yeah, doing that thing. What did you do? But then, so you graduated college, I don't know, in like four-ish years? Is that yeah. a college degree? Yeah, in 2014. Yeah. Okay. And then though, right, there, it sounds like there's time between, is there time between that and Burning Man or no? no. Oh, no. You went, because I was going to ask, what was your plan post-college pre-Burning Man? Like, what did you try and graduate Burning Man hit? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It was so strange because I graduated in May and I barely graduated actually because I I fit I had an incomplete in my Buddhism class and oh, in film school. Yeah, at <laughs> a Buddhism at <laughs> a Buddhism class and uh, I just didn't like complete a paper and so I was like graduating. But I feel like oof. that's like to have an incomplete in Buddhism, you could just actually call it you passed. Yeah. Because, like, aren't we really all just like there and you know, <laughs> like, you just really practice. That, yeah. that was your yeah. point, right? Yeah. 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 Impermanent. You were actually. <laughs> what is yeah, a paper? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
You were trying to tell the professor that, but yeah, the paper exists already <laughs> somewhere in some timeline. So yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like uh, I went straight to Burning Man that August. You know, somebody told me about it. Like somebody told me about it. My friends from high school were ending up like going. My friends from high school in Israel oh, ended wow. up going. Oh, yeah and introducing me to some of the people they were going with. And I just kind of got all my resources together. I was like, I'm going on this adventure. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. gonna see what this is all about. I saw pictures yeah. and I was like, I've never done anything like this before in my life. And, you know, I did, I bought all the things I needed to buy for it. And then like, you know, reading about it, like, oh, you know, you gotta leave all your packaging at home. Don't bring anything, don't bring anything that you need to throw away. Cause you have to take all your trash out with you. And that was already just like the beginning of like, oh, leave my packaging at home. Yeah, like, right. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, about my three ounces of shampoo. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, like, you know, I, I was like fully aware, like not going to shower. Like they were like baby wipes, baby wipes. And like, even that, like now, like I'm going to go to Burning Man this year, I think. And um, yeah, I'm going to do it like in a really zero waste way. Because like, nice. I have all these Art. skills now to like yeah. do that. So. Okay, I have a baby. Mm-hmm. Aren't baby wipes actually ridiculously problematic in terms of like environmental waste? Yeah, you know, they're not, I don't know exactly what they're made of, but if they don't, if you can't put them in the compost, then. Right, which you can't, I don't think. I don't think so. Maybe there's like a, there might yeah, be some yeah, compostable yeah. baby wipes though, yeah. which would be dope. Um, compost, yeah, you know, you have to figure out the life cycle of everything, right? So it's right. not just the baby wipes themselves, but it's the packaging they come in. Oh, they're all in plastic little packaging, and that packaging is in a bigger box if you buy in bulk because <laughs> right. you have to because everything's so expensive. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so, like for baby wipes and for like stuff like that, like paper towels and things, like the only solution that I am like fully like aware of is like making your own, right? You take like a you take like a sheet or like a towel or something that you don't yeah. you're not using you cut it up and you immerse it in like a soapy water that you create like something yeah. something that's like cleansing that you it, it's also cool because you know all the ingredients you can personalize that's like, it right. so you can right, personalize right. it you can right. put like essential oils whatever and yeah, then basically yeah. you create that you make that and those are your baby wipes and then what you do is you just have a dirty pile and you wash them and you redo the yeah. process so those, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make baby wipes for Burning Man, and um, your goal this Burning Man is zero waste. Uh yeah, yeah, definitely. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be so cool. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna that's be awesome. as zero waste as I can make it. Obviously, well, right. there's gonna no. be some exceptions. Um, it's gonna be like you think that's one fine. waste, but uh, there are like camps at Burning Man that specialize in one waste and um and like recycling. <laughs> yeah. And I heard it, I was like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> no, no, just one. <laughs> I have one way. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. <laughs> okay. uh, but they specialize in like recycling, and I think maybe yeah. there might be a compost thing there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be like uh, researching the eco scene at Burning. Yeah, I was like, are you bringing? Okay, so no. you went and I'm bringing the man. earth. Yeah. Are you going for We're work? Bring- can you expense this trip? Yeah, can you put that as a yeah? Can you write that off? Can you write like, it? It's a write off. End of year. Yeah, it's a write off. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically a write off. Yeah, I mean, I I'm lucky because like I'm going with like a group. Uh, they're bringing this big metal sculpture to the playa, so they're actually gonna. Of course, I'm helping them with their like social media a little bit, so they're just gonna bring me. Bring me. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Nice. Can I ask you? So you've mentioned Nate. Did I make? I didn't make that name up. Nate, yeah, great. Nate, that's your... Nate and Hilla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure I do a thing where I go all in on a name. And it's wrong all, all the time. Um, so he's your partner. We, I'm not going <laughs> to. We're, uh, you know, he's one of my musical collaborators. We, you know, we have a really great body of work on all of the like eco music that um, the, the beginning of the eco music that I've made yeah. is, is with him. So, yeah, with our compost song is our latest single. And... Oh, I love that compost song. Yeah, like I, I really do. It's too. like truly good. I was like, this is really good. <laughs> compost, don't throw away that food waste. Make it compost. What to do with that apple core? Be compost. Eat it and just put it where it all goes. Back to earth and nutrient rich compost. <laughs> I love that song too. It's my favorite one. It's just yeah, so it's so I'm important. I really try to get people to compost, and I'm like, yeah, listen to that song. <laughs> oh, because we're moving for six. My husband, we compost and we have worms in our house all the time. Yes, you know, and we had to like have. We just had to like. No, it wasn't a beg our friends. We have friends who are very good, about, and they took our worms. But my husband was very broken up <laughs> to Aww. see our like thousand worm farm go. Wait, so I 
I live in Nyack, New York. And as soon as I moved there, I looked up like composting. I don't have a, I live in an apartment, don't have a yard, have, I had a tomato plant actually, but, um, I, there's no composting like service or dump even. And I, I I don't know what to do. Is that just, I just can't, is that? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's really, you're out. That's so upsetting because Nyack is like, it's like this, like, like, nature out there it's a it's like a little liberal <clears throat> mini new york city very mini like yeah I, yeah i was very is surprised like, um, like what is the most local farm to you like what's the closest like there must be a farm <laughs> somewhere I'm sure yeah like, yeah there are maybe like even like a 30 minute drive or something yeah. away there must be some farm and i feel like if you can actually identify the closest farm like a place where they actually use the like, land to grow hello, food will you take my banana peel they absolutely will okay yeah, because for them, it's nutrients. Like, it yeah. literally feeds the soil, and it's a resource. Yeah. And when people don't realize that their food scraps are resources, it's like it's like a disconnect. We just, like, lock them up in plastic bags and put them well, down and like, the trash. Well, like, food chute. waste is, like, yeah. Yeah. such a problem. It was a big push on our campus to get comp. Like, well, we have a wonderful – like, the students have an institution, Green You Are. But they finally pushed – it's, like, shocking the amount of pushback – because we now compost, but it took years for the students to rally to get wow. that to happen. And she's like, just put the food in a different bin and someone picks it up. And we have so much money. Just pay that person to pick Seriously. it up. You know what I mean? It's like not a. It's the right thing to do. Thing. And it makes so much sense. And I always tell people, too, like when you start composting, you're going to have a cleaner home because you're not really going to be taking out your trash. Your trash is always oh, yeah. going to be dry. And yeah. it's just like it just makes so much sense. It's just it's like really it feels good. And once you start doing it, you really it's really hard to go back to throwing yeah. your food scraps in like a plastic bag for the landfill. It just doesn't make any sense. It's like you're like, oh, this is gross. Like it and then the food ends up rotting in your house. So it does like your trash ends up smelling and stuff like yeah. you get your little fruit flies. Yeah, fruit flies. Yeah. Like I, my all my food scraps are in the freezer <laughs> and then I put them out on Saturdays and Oh, that's, that's so yeah. smart. That was the disconnect I think Rachel needed, honestly. The freezer part. Yes. Like keep them in the free. No, it's like, not the dis- we just have we don't have that. We don't have service. anywhere. You don't have anywhere. When I no, them. I know. When I lived so, in like I didn't Providence, Rhode Island. We did that. Oh, we did. Yeah, yeah, I know. I didn't think about the freezer. We just take our. We have a yard. Yeah. We're very privileged to have it. So we didn't take our. But I was like, oh, what are you going to do with them before you find the farm? That I guess that was the disconnect for me. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. can get little like compost buckets that are very cute. Yeah, yeah they're cute oh. and they keep the smell in. Also, like I was telling people, yeah, if you don't have a freezer, like. You can do that. You can get a thing like that. And you can also just like cover your food scraps with paper. So a lot of people mm. have paper waste too. So if you cut, oh, yeah. if you. Oh, and it will just disintegrate. It'll absorb the wetness and yeah. a lot of the smell. So like it, oh. paper, the green, the browns so and greens. So educational. Yeah. Cause it's the, the nitrogen heavy stuff, which is the food scraps yeah. is what ends up really smelling and molding. Huh. But then all the carbon based materials like wood chips, dead leaves, paper, that like those two things mixed together creates the soil and the compost that you want the humus Mm. and so when you have the right ratio of those things you can really compost in a bucket in your home and create soil like you don't even need you know you can do it like right you know it's not just like an ad because we just use it like chris my husband will go out and like throw our compost on our plants and it actually like it actually shockingly makes a huge difference yes all the nutrients (laughs) yeah I'm learning so much. It's as though you are an environmental educator or something. <laughs> Who, knew? Who knew? Who knew? I, I mean, so you have songs on this and have researched <laughs> it and put together reps on Yeah. This. Well, I also actually made my own compost system. Um, it was one of the biggest, like, environmental projects I ever did. Like, I was working at a cafe and I was a barista. And it was during yeah. the time where I was really trying to encourage people to bring their own cup. And I was mm. like, look at all this plastic cup waste. That's, you know, but then people would come into the shop and like, I would see them like getting ready to get their coffee and then they'd see me and they would like, their face would just drop. (laughs) That's the single, that's the one cup girl. Oh God, it's the one cup girl. Like she's going to judge me and uh, my day is ruined. Like (laughs) she went to Burning Man. But like, I really felt that. And I was just like, you know what? I can't deal with this anymore. So I like went to the kitchen. I was like, I'm going to be in the kitchen now. And then (laughs) I'm no longer serving. Yeah, no longer barista shit. So, but then when I was in the kitchen, I was like, food scraps like the cafe really throws away a lot of organic matter between Mm -hmm. the coffee grounds and all the food scraps I was like "Hmm, maybe I can like 
do something with this. And then I got a grant from the Department of Sanitation. <gasps> so cool. Basically build a three bin composting system in the backyard of this cafe in Ridgewood. And somehow I got everybody on board and like, <laughs> everyone was like, yeah, sure. Like, let's put some rotting food in the backyard here. Right. In Ridgewood, like this very industrial That's area. Great. Like, and um and I did it and like we diverted like two thousand pounds of food scraps and turned them into soil. That's awesome. Using like oh, bokashi wow. methods, which was you know bokashi is um these like microbes that you inoculate and you throw them into the food scraps and you actually these microbes will start digesting the food scraps anaerobically without oxygen, yeah. which is really yeah, cool. Yeah. So it's just like. It's like a pre-fermentation process, basically, yeah. and then so that would also be a holding space, and then basically I would just transfer that fermented food scrap stuff. Were you the, the only one that would transfer them? <laughs> it was me and one other person. Okay, Iko, shout out Iko! Yeah, yeah thanks Iko. <laughs> he was one of the. He's so he was like nineteen or yeah, he was like nineteen, eighteen at the time, and we were like the two compost people at the cafe. Like he was just another barista Aww. cook. You know, he, we were all like working. Yeah. And he, he and I like would meet up on Fridays and just sort, process all these food scraps the week, the weeks full of, uh, and it was like, yeah, it was like a hundred something pounds every week of po- wow. coffee grounds and food That's scraps. crazy. Oh, coffee grounds are also great. Yeah. Right? Like they're amazing for so. The other thing I'm getting at, or I'm listening to Hill is like, and you sort of got at this when you were talking about your no waste two years, which is, again, just thinking of that is wild. But my students are always sort of just like, I don't know, I'm so overwhelmed, right? Like, I don't know what to do or how to do it. But you've sort of just taken, you're like, I'm just going to do a small thing and see what happens. And then I'm going to do a big thing and realize that that's really hard. And, and I understand that not everyone. Can do that. <laughs> but, but I think it's really interesting that you're just like, I'm going to try this out. And if it, like every little bit does matter, mm-hmm. right? And like, you're, you're testing like what's feasible, what might be feasible for people. And I think it's really cool that you're going to use this platform to then teach people that. Cause I think those are the questions they want answered. I mean, like my in-laws have listened to this podcast yeah. and my mother-in-law was like, my mother-in-law was like, wait, I thought she was going to tell us what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh no, no, no. I don't know what to do. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I mean, there's but so many I things love- like you can do, right? Yeah, but I love that you're just like, I'm going to start. Well, first of all, I love that people walked into this coffee shop and were like, I'm walking up today because I want a a paper cup. But you were just like, okay, fine, I'll try something else. And like, look at how far that got, right? And I think that's like such a, you're like, I have this amazing skill set in film and production and I'm passionate about it. I'm just going to do a thing on my terms and hope people, hope it resonates. And I feel like it has in a big way. But that's like, Sometimes you're told no, yeah. right? And you just move on. Absolutely. And I think that's a lesson. You just I just love that you're out there you're just like I'm going to be me. I'm going to try these things. If it works, great. I'm going to push it. If not, I'm going to move on and try something else. Yeah. And I think more people need to hear that and see that. Oh, is where yeah. I'm going that. Oh no, I love that. That's such a great way to see what I'm doing. Like I I really <laughs> No, I really, I really appreciate that because it really it's true. Like that's kind of my motto for life in general. It's just like try something. If it works, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know keep going, keep moving, keep trying, keep doing little things. I think one of the, you know, one of the cool quotes that gets thrown around about zero waste is like, we don't need everybody doing zero waste perfectly. You know, we need, or, or like, we don't need one person doing zero waste perfectly. We need everybody doing zero waste per- imperfectly, you know, and like yeah. having just like little things, you know, I always tell people, it's like, you know, don't, don't try to make it so that you're not throwing away plastic. You're not buying plastic, but like every little part that you can swap every decision you make like makes a difference in the, in the end of it you know because you're making these little micro decisions and everybody making the same micro decision becomes a macro decision so and it, and it influences like a grocery store like if, if nobody yeah. buys the packaged garlic mm-hmm. and only buys right. the loose garlic in their own bags right. the grocery store is not going to keep buying the packaged garlic that, yeah. yeah there's you know so yeah. so it's, it's it's like a mix between like okay, we need to boycott certain things that we don't want in our environment, but also we need to like talk to our government and like find a way to get these items out of our environment from, from, from the start, from the source, because it's, it's a lot harder to like educate and keep and, and have people boycott something, especially when they're like, tired and it seems like convenience and there's oh, you know, for sure and, and it's really not a personal responsibility. i mean it is there's always personal responsibility but like yeah. it's like having to navigate this world and avoid plastics and like you oh know God, yeah. 
it's just uh, and everyone's asking everyone to do the thing that they care about too it's like yeah we get inundated with yeah with like fashion and buying clothes and like figuring oh my god out all everything stuff. has these yeah everything. it's so much time and energy yeah yep. so you really have to you think about it and like care and a lot of people don't have the luxury to like even think sure. about it and i totally get that so that's why i think like even if you can't do it you know you could like if you have 10 minutes a day and you're like oh i'm gonna write to this company and see if they can do a yeah. better packaging or i'm gonna just you know run for office or i don't know whatever like there's so many different lanes that you could like sort of be in to like help and yeah that's like my perspective too it's like, do whatever you can like i always tell people like, anything you love to do just do it for the earth do it for your community do it for that, the future that also is like why we started this podcast too. I mean, we're talking to people that all care, right? right. We all want the same <laughs> sort of yeah. outcome in the end, but using our unique set of skills and talents and inspirations yeah. to to tackle the, the much larger pro uh, problem yeah. in our own way. Yeah. And I think like I'm, I would really love to get into a room or just talk to people who, I don't know, don't care or have a perspective yeah. that's like, right. you know, no, this is how it needs to be. Like, you know, balloons yeah. are like, really let's have a conversation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> love a balloon, love a balloon release. Let's put a thousand out there. You know, it's magical for 10 seconds. I know, but that's the thing. It's like, I need to have conversations with people who disagree with me because. Yes. And that's really hard I to do really, because you're yeah. surrounded by people who don't. <laughs> yeah. Or I just don't have access and, yep. uh, and, and all the people who disagree, like the, the kinds of conversations that when people like criticize something about what I'm doing or whatever, it's always like people who care more than me. You know what I mean? Like, right. Oh, right? You're it's not like, doing like, enough. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, Oh, how could you do a ad for an electric scooter? Don't you know about lithium batteries? Oh, or whatever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're just like, we got to start somewhere, buddy. You got to start right. somewhere. Well, it's and so they're rare. Right. Yeah. They're probably it's so rare anything. that I'll like straight up be with like, meet someone who's just like, fuck forests. Like, you know, like <laughs> I, I want to clear cut everybody. Yeah. I hate trees, you know, but that's exactly the kind of person that I would like to reach because it's like, yeah, you know, I'm so curious at their perspective. Like, how maybe the really CEO of Big Balloon is on TikTok <laughs> watching your videos, and you're convincing that person. She's delightful dressed as that. <laughs> maybe I'll stop making. Wait, isn't she now. wearing? A isn't she balloon? wearing a balloon? <laughs> Wait, that's the only balloon that's allowed to exist. Is yeah, the one right. That makes my costume. <laughs> fair, totally fair, absolutely fair. <laughs> okay, so Hilla. If you weren't doing this job as eco rapper, if you didn't educator, clown, climate clown, <laughs> climate if clown. you didn't, if there wasn't this need for for this niche of climate clown, <laughs> <laughs> what would what do you think you would be doing instead? I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. Most people say that. I probably do stand up comedy. <laughs> That's how I've started. Did you stand yeah, I was like, did you stand up? So did you? Yeah, can you talk about your stand up part and like how did that factor you into your? Are you still doing stand up? Two people. What still, have I been you doing? Do live shows. Yeah, I was like, don't you do? But don't you do? Do you do live shows? Yeah. Right now? Well, I have been a little bit more. Yeah, but when I started, that's what I thought. I was like, when I started yeah. performing live uh, again after film school, because I kind of my last year in, in school, I kind of like took more of a director route, and I was like really outside of the. My most successful projects in film school were the ones that I was in, and I was performing it and that they were comedy based but mm -hmm. like my last year I kind of went in like a different direction I was doing something more Trust serious yeah yeah and that was like a total failure from my perspective but <laughs> when I finished that and when I after I came back from Burning Man and like had like a kind of year of like hippie uh, excitement I was like okay I need to get back into performing like that's a really important part of my life and I ended up on this like open mic tour with like five comedians I guess we so you'd be doing so tell us more about that because you'd be doing that a little bit yeah well so basically i saw this comedy show in the street and i met the comedians and everybody and they were like yeah we're going on this big tour and we are actually looking for some more videos did they abduct you <laughs> pretty much <laughs> yeah like a little bit and so they started <laughs> in san francisco and like went back to new york and it was like five comedians and then I was one of the videographers and I had another friend oh, of mine, sure. uh, Jacob, who was also a videographer. So it was like us yeah. two 
and but the fact the thing was it's an open mic tour so like i could sign up too if i wanted oh yeah it's like i'm on tour too bitches you're like can somebody hold this camera while i go yeah yeah can someone hold the camera while i do like yeah well and it worked out really well because i had all these like rap song i mean i was still doing rap songs but they were like comedy yeah. rap songs and yeah, they yeah. were more about like body positivity and safe sex and like sex positivity so i would do these songs and i would do these little bits and i was like really about like hairy armpits and you know fucking people and like whatever so that i'm was, pretty like, sure we saw one on little dicks oh that yeah was oh yeah little dicks. yeah that's actually more yeah. recent yeah but you know back then you know it was 2015 and um i was touring the country and it was like wow i can't you know and so i got back into performing and i was and, and rapping yeah. so rapping was a big part of my set and so when i when so basically like this opened me up i was like okay stand-up comedy with rapping and yeah and being a rapper was part of the joke it's like nobody expects me to be a rapper so like i was like i'm a rapper and everyone would laugh and i was like okay that's not the joke guys i actually am <laughs> <laughs> that's funny but no i am but yeah, i am this is serious, this is serious. Yeah. and then i'd rap about dicks but you know it was like <laughs> it was like part of the whole thing and and that's actually how i met nate was i was performing at a show that was like a salon and like a basement yeah. in Bed-Stuy and he, and it was only three at artists that were performing that night and I was one of them he was one of them and then there was someone else in the middle who I really need to irrelevant I need to, I need to find out who they are because they were there the day that they and I met um <laughs> but it was cute because we like we like met each other performing for each other and he his thing at the time and also still is that he does like very uh topical philosophical raps and so I was like, oh, another weird niche topical rapper. Like that's something that exists. <laughs> like, so there's two of us. And then I discovered there's so many more, you know, like nerdcore, like yeah. a lot of different things. So he kind of opened me up into this world of like, yes, you could actually be a rapper. Like you could really actually do this and take right. it seriously. And it's not just part of your stand up comedy set. It's like, gotcha. hey, you know, yeah. and then I kind of, uh, you know, when I started, uh, busking with Nate, we went and performed in the street together, and we did a little tour, and we started like hanging out a lot more. And I really went like the rapping route. I was just like, I'm gonna be a rapper now. This is my thing. I'm gonna freestyle. I'm gonna do this. And the comedy stuff kind of like went a little to the wayside. But now I'm kind of bringing it back. Like I'm like, okay, I'm Earth. I'm sexy Earth. Yes, like, you are sexy. We're gonna like we got a lot of cup jokes. I have like a whole monologue about cups, and you know. <laughs> How I used to hit it and quit it with the cups, but now I'm like, <laughs> in a monog I'm not a now I'm in a non non-monogamous relationship with the cups. <laughs> now I have like a main cup, but you know, I, I do drink out of other cups, so, <laughs> so oh we're all God. okay with it. Like we respect and honor the cups. We're not just like trashing these cups out here. So there's like a lot of stuff like that that I'm like working on in my stand-up routine that involves this educating still best. about the climate yeah and like about climate, the cloud. Climate. climate cloud i love it climate cloud climate cloud oh my god i love that too i don't think i've ever said that before this podcast oh so no. it's been it's you gotta put a little here. r on it yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 um i think the last question we asked killa is do you have any pets and if so do they have a social media presence because rachel and i both have animals with social media presence. we oh do my god, that's so cute i'm gonna follow your pets <laughs> yeah um, my only pets are my worms, and maybe I should start. Uh, you should. Instagram. You know, people would follow that, I would, right? Like oh people. My yeah. God. My God. And then, like, when you put in the little lettuce scrap, oh. and then it disappears. Like you done. could create a whole drama, a, dr a dramedy of a dramedy. The, my friends. There's like a thousand characters, though. Yeah, yeah but like, that are hard to tell thousand. apart. Could you like? Could you like <laughs> Down Abbey style, like upstairs, downstairs worm? <laughs> you know who gets the watermelon ride. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, the drama of who gets the watermelon rides. It is serious. You know? uh, we're here for this worm Instagram, so just send us that link when it's created. I we will. expect that you create that by the time this uh, comes I'm going to make okay. a little worm hotel, and it's going to be like the drama of the hotel. It's like a family business. and It's the best. You know, there's always that one you know, drunk uncle or some drunk <laughs> uncle worm. And oh my god. He doesn't even know where he's going. Are they like... Are they like could, Which are they big enough for no top out? Oh. <laughs> are they big enough for top? You're gonna make a worm top out? Is that are what they, you're going I don't know what these worms look like. Are they? Oh, they look like worms. They're, they're worms. Like worms. They're yeah. red wrigglers. Yeah, they're There's like a lot of pink and long. So they could. They're you like, could put little tiny top outs on them. Is my question. <laughs> I don't know. I've never tried, but 
challenge accepted. I guess you also kind of want to like you want to like leave them to their. It's gonna be really business. hard to tie a top hat on That's a worm. True. Yeah, the vibe with the worms that they do not like to be seen or yeah. you know or like messed with. Okay. Like whenever like I that. open the bin, and That's like why see you need them, to have an like... Instagram so you can put a little ha uh, hat emoji. Oh yeah. Just okay. Do it in post. <laughs> Great. CGI. Great. Oh, Hilla, it was so good talking to you Yay. thank you so much for so being fun. here we're gonna link to so many things and hopefully send so many more people and we cannot wait for the earth show uh just keep us updated absolutely i love being on this podcast y'all are so fun Yay. compost don't throw away that food waste make it compost what to do with that apple corby compost eat it and just put it where it all goes back to earth and nutrient rich compost don't throw away that food waste make it compost what to do with Slimy peel, you have to deal. Put it in the trash bin, like other packages. But once it's in the trash and in the landfill, what happens then? In the landfill, it doesn't get oxygen. Cause non organic trash is piled on top of it. So as it decomposes, it releases methane, a gas that's bad for noses and increases climate change. But what if you could rearrange the molecules of matter that are left inside your apple cores and peels of your bananas and turn them into something you can use again and scatter into soil? So that their fruit gets even fatter If you mix your rotting food With dried up woods and leaves It gives worms and microbes a tasty thing to eat And when they eat it, they digest it And it all goes back into the soil And we call that soil compost Compost, don't throw away that food waste Make it compost What to do with that apple corby compost Eat it and just put it where it all goes Compost Don't get worried, just get wormy the pieces that you wouldn't eat, the worms eat in a hurry. Give the worms a home, poke tiny holes inside a bucket, but not too big a holes, so it won't let the bugs in. Or if you have a backyard, it isn't that hard to put your scraps in piles up in layers like a stack of cars. And if you have no backyard or live in an apartment, you can save it in your freezer, then donate it to a garden. Your food waste isn't waste, it actually makes wealth, cause everything is made from what was left from something else. The health of all depends on how a small thing decomposes. Don't throw it all away. Let it live again. Compost it. Consistently talking about cycles, microbial life will leave us with a brighter future. That is just nurture the kids. I'm talking about macro and micro organisms. Fee on the browns and greens. Another way to say this is carbon or nitrogen, or maybe even dead. Try with alive, but to get this black hole, just no ratios is be divine. From mesophilic to thermophilic, cooling in the cure step. It takes four stages to get compost just perfect. As we watch the heat and temperatures rise, we know our pile is working. The bugs, bacteria, and fungi work together, that's for certain. Compost means community, so move as one unit. We all have a part to play. Interdependence is the movement, and we move it because we don't want no stinky smell. In aerobic conditions, prevent us from composting well. One thing I'll leave you with so that you know that you can do it too. First step is not to trash, but separate your scraps, they food. Compost, don't throw away that food waste, make it compost. What to do with that apple core, be compost. Eat it and just put it where it all goes. Back to earth and nutrient rich compost. Don't put them in the trash, save your scraps, save your scraps, to the earth they go right back, save your scraps, save your scraps, and put them in a pile, if that's a no-go, then go to a food scrap, drop off sight and smile.